Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm Molly Nelson, host of the podcast here with Rochelle Smith, producer of this podcast. And with us is Lauren Markle. He's a certified financial planner, a certified financial fiduciary, and a retirement income certified professional. And he also knows a lot about the stock market, Rochelle. He sure does. You literally <laughs> said to him just moments ago, do you have that stuff memorized? <laughs> Lauren, you have a lot in that brain of yours, and you're watching the stock market like a lot of people are. And today, we're going to kind of go over a little bit of a history lesson, because it is really interesting, Lauren, when you look at the history of the stock market and where we're at today. And history really teaches us something. History has a way of repeating itself, especially when we're talking about the stock market. The stock market always goes up. It always goes down. And once it does go down, guess what? It always does find a way to come back up eventually. So it's what happens in between the down and the up the decisions that people make that make a big impact on how their portfolio performs over the long period of time. There's study after study that's been conducted that says poor investment, poor investor decisions can reduce their overall performance by a substantial margin. So we'll talk a little bit about the history. We'll talk a little bit about what we think is going to take place this year with the overall market and discuss some options that people have, investors have, to put themselves in a better position so this roller coaster of a ride doesn't have to disrupt your retirement. Yeah, I've been reading a lot about this, Lauren, and my brain is not as big as yours. I don't remember all these things. I don't oh, put all these wow. facts in. I don't. It's an, it, it, I am admitting it right here. But you know what I keep reading in these articles is investors will be rewarded. Investors have been rewarded. And every time I read that, I keep thinking, well, I want to be rewarded. <laughs> I would like to be rewarded as I as I, I see, you know, bear market strikes again, recession looming. Could this be a stock market crash? And I think, how can people be thinking about reward when they're reading about this thing going down, 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 and down. Well, the good news is, is you are being rewarded right now because I just happen to know you have a 401k plan. I sure do. And you're putting money into it every single I pay sure period. Am. And that's one of the <laughs> best things that you could possibly do when we go through a bear market like what we've experienced this year. Every single uh, pay period you put money in, you're buying more shares because the cost of those shares is less. So it's, it's just like going to, you said you were in Chicago this weekend, you're on Michigan Ave, you went to Nordstrom's, you... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you were looking at shoes, maybe? Uh, probably went through the shoe department, <laughs> you bet. So, I don't know, favorite pair of shoes, is there one? Brand? <laughs> the many, many kinds, many yes. Kind. I don't even know brands. <laughs> Let's just say you, you were sh shopping for Nikes at Nordstrom. Okay, okay, sounds good. All right, we'll go with that. That would have been more like the Nike store, but anyway. Well, you said you had your son with you, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so you saw this pair of, of Nikes for $100. If it went on sale, like what, what has taken place with the stock market right now, you could have bought it potentially for $75 instead of 100 Same exact uh, pair of shoes, fits the same exact way, same utilization, except for you didn't have to pay as much. That's exactly what's taking place in the stock market. You are buying more shares for the same exact amount. Now, you can't buy fractional shoes, but you can buy fractional shares in the stock market. So instead of uh, buying 10 shares, you're buying 15.5. And um, in, in eventually when this market comes back up, the value of those shares is going to come back up and you're going to have that much more, more money in your account. That is how you're being rewarded. So yeah, I like buying things on sale. feels good to feel like you got a bargain on those Nike shoes, but it doesn't feel good when you see 
this market environment swirling around you. It's been a roller coaster. You alluded to it, Lauren. It's inflation. It's rising interest rates. It's Russia invading Ukraine. So far, Lauren, the worst first half for the market in 50 years. Well, you hit on it a little bit. I think it's perspective. You said feels good to buy shoes at a discount. Doesn't feel good in the environment we are in right now. But I, I think it comes down to perspective. When we go through these downturns in the market, I'm actually happy. I'm not happy about what's going on in the world, all the craziness. But from a strict, strictly from a financial standpoint, it is a really good thing. And it's a really good thing whether you are 20 years out from retirement. It's a really good thing whether you're two years out from retirement. It can be a really good thing if you're already retired. Or maybe on the surface, it might seem like a really bad thing. But even if you're trying to retire in the year 2022, it can be a really good thing. We have a lot of families who are retiring this year. How it can be a good thing is because you are able to take advantage of this downturn. If you're 20 years out from retirement, you're putting money in a 401k plan. What we just described is uh, you're buying more shares. That's a good thing. But even if you're a couple years away from retirement, you can do the same thing. And what you have to do is uh, rearrange your existing money to put yourself in a position where when we go through these downturns, you're not going to get destroyed. Same thing if you're retired. And there's dollar cost averaging strategies you can implement even if you're retired and we talk about that sometimes uh, through some of the different mediums that, that we uh, share this type of information. It's all about having a plan. The component of the plan that we're talking about today is the investment component, but there's still five other components, and they're all working together. Uh, and what's, what's really important when it comes to the investment component of it is you have to have a purpose around the different strategies that you have in your plan. So dependent, and the, the purpose is going to change. So if you're 40 years old, your purpose of investment, uh, the purpose that you're trying to derive from your investments is different than if you're 60 years old and two years away from retirement or you're 65 and, and been retired for a couple of years. But you have to put together strategies. You have to put together a plan to make sure that whatever phase of life that you're in right now is going to, uh, the, the strategies are going to accomplish the goals that you have set forth for the next few years. And the advantage of having a retirement planner help you put this plan together is that you can take some of the emotions out of it, right? So purchasing the Nikes, maybe when they were $100, sometimes I think, oh, I got to have those. You, you make an emotional connection to your investments, your purchases. And if you can have somebody help you say, hey, well, let's take the emotions out of this that can really be advantageous uh, for the long haul of your retirement. That is really important. One of the most important uh, cycles in the market as far as what our job is, is the cycles where the market's down. You know, when the when we were going through a 2009 to a 2020, when the market was going up, 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 there was a lot less emotion, a lot less negative feelings, uh, and there was a lot less people wanting to call us and have a conversation about what's going on with their investments. When the market's going down, 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 like we saw this year, then uh, people do want to have conversations. How are we invested in, in based on what's going to take place? How are things going to react in the overall portfolio? And most importantly, how is that going to impact their purpose, their goal? And uh that's part of the reason why we do have consistent reviews with our families to make sure that uh, when these times do happen, they have an understanding of this is how their portfolio is going to react. And so when we do go through these times, uh, it still it still hurts. Uh, most people don't like to turn on the news and hear all the negativity that's going on, and it can, it can get us all worked up. Uh, but the conversations we have during these times are some of the most important conversations 
that we can have with our families because they're all reminders, all reminders of conversations that we've had in the past, all reminders that they do have a plan. Uh, the plan is intact and is working and everything's going to be fine. And that's part of the value, again, of having that plan and having a planner on your team is you can revisit that, review the conversations, uh, look at how your plan is holding up, and then you feel a lot more confident about this type of environment where there's where it's full of things that we can't control. Nobody can control the market. Nobody can control the economy. But to a large degree, you can control your portfolio and you can make sure it works uh, with everything that's going on in your life. Those conversations, they're so important, Lauren. They're one of the, the best things you can do for yourself to stop yourself from making emotional decisions when this kind of things, these kind of things are happening in the economy. So here's a great resource. It's MerkelRetire.com. You can schedule a 15-minute complimentary retirement checkup call. That's M-E-R-K-L-E Retire.com. Lauren, this is a great place to start, right? So you're looking, maybe you're logging on to your 401k. You're not liking what you see. Maybe you want to click a button, but you're not sure if it's the right move to make inside your 401k. Hold on a second, take a breath and maybe schedule one of those calls. Yeah, these calls are absolutely fantastic for those who are within 10 years of retiring or already retired. That's where we specialize and those are the, the people that we build the plans for. So the conversations we do, we talk about investment strategies. We talk about here's what we think is going to take place. Here's what you have going on. Here's some of the things that you should be considering as far as, far as the overall strategy of your investment plan. But we also talk about the other things. The other things maybe you haven't thought about yet about tax planning strategies and how the decisions you make with your investments could impact your tax plan. Uh, some partic particular things that you could be looking to implement this year, maybe next year from a long-term care mitigation standpoint, uh, legacy planning, all of that kind of stuff can come up in those calls, but really it's all about you. It's about what are you concerned about right now? Uh, what are some of the things that you can look to implement to put yourself in a better position and not get beat up by the things that we can't control? Yeah, and I think the stock market gets a lot of headlines, not only obviously in the media outlets, but in our personal lives, right? That's something people talk about. Did you see what the S&P did? Did you see, you know, what was on the news that way? And I think we don't give enough attention as a society to some of these other factors that really can make your retirement just what you want it to be, even when the stock market's not doing well. Yeah, the stock market's the glam glamorous part of the overall plan because when you log onto your account, you like to see that your account went up or you don't like to see that your account went down. So that's what everybody's paying attention to. That's what the news is uh, focused on because that's, again, that's the sexy part of the plan. What very few people talk about is how do you save hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your retirement on just implementing simple, basic tax planning strategies like Roth conversions? How do you feel a lot more confident going through the slow go portion of your retirement when you know that you can take care of a long-term care situation if in the event that that comes up? How do you, how do you uh, put a dollar amount on having confidence to say, okay, I'm going to leave my job that I've been at for the last 30 or 40 years, and I'm going to enter a phase of my life where I have a finite amount of resources, and I have to make sure that whatever I have saved is going to last me for the rest of my life, and I have an income. I still need to, uh, I still need to afford the lifestyle, so I need to deliver an income from these resources in a very savvy way, where no matter what happens with the market, I'm still going to get that income, and I can still have the lifestyle that I've always dreamed about. All that kind of stuff is, is 
really necessary and people find it absolutely valuable as they make that transition, but it doesn't get headline news. And this is going to feel kind of contradictory guys, because I'm just talking about how the stock market gets all the headlines, but there's so much more to retirement, but really we're going to focus on some of the stock market headlines, but we're going to give you a historical perspective, right? That's what we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to give you a historical perspective. Uh, and we spent a lot of time talking about those other components. So if you are interested in listening uh, to the other components, we have other podcasts out there. You can go to our YouTube page. Uh, so we talk about all that stuff all the time today, dedicated to the headlines. So the headlines, stock market crash. It's a phrase we're familiar with. It definitely doesn't sound good when you, when you hear it, when you see it. But it is something that's happened several times throughout the course of history in the stock market. And yes, when it happens, it doesn't feel good, but it is part of a healthy market cycle. Yeah. And if, you, if you're in your 50s and 60s, you've, you've lived through a lot of these types of cycles. On average, we go through corrections, which is when the stock market is down between 10 and 20% from its recent highs. We, on average, go through corrections every one to two years. On average, we go through bear markets, which is 20 plus down from recent highs every two to three years. And on average, we have a recession every five to six years. If we go all the way back to 1940, there's been 18 recessions over that time frame. So this is stuff that you've seen many times. This is stuff that you will continue to see many times. If you're, if you're planning on maybe a 20-year retirement, you're going to see corrections, bear markets, recessions many more times. So it's not a matter of of if it's a matter of when and it's a matter of how prepared are you not only to protect yourself when we go through these times but also how prepared are you to make sure that you can continue on with your plans in retirement when we do go through these types of cycles and if you study this you find out that the the severity and the length of these swings we'll call them crashes again crashes stock market crash is kind of an arbitrary term there's not a real finite if it drops x amount this is called a crash it's one of those things later they call it a crash so we look back at some of the history of this and if you go back it, you don't have to go back too far to see one of these big swings just happened in 2020 yeah, 2020, the market was down 34% in 22 days in March of 2020. Now, the reason was pretty obvious. Well, the whole world shut down with COVID, so the market's going to crash. The world gradually started to open back up, or at least seemed like it was going to, because the stock market's very pr predictive. So in, in April of 2020, the world wasn't opened back up, but we had a little bit better sense of what was taking place uh, and what where, what kind of direction it was going to go. So the market came roaring back and at the end of the year still had a really good year in 2020. And prior to 2020, Lauren, man, we were on a run, right? People who've been investing in a 401k from 2009 to 2020 know that they have been rewarded. The longest bull market that we have ever seen, 2009 to 2020. Uh, but that was coming right off the heels of what was labeled the Great Recession, because we haven't seen a recession like that in decades. Uh, in the recession, you guys all remembered, is 2008 uh, to March of 2009. It lasted a long time, and it was painful. And the worst part about when we go through these types of cycles is nobody knows how bad it's going to get. So in 2008, you turn on the news, and it felt like the whole world was crashing down. Uh, Lehman Brothers went broke. Bear Stearns. I mean, these are legacy Le companies. Yeah. You didn't ever think you'd see the day those places were going to close their doors. Absolutely. And the, and the banks were going under. So FDIC insured deposit accounts. Uh, there was a run on the FDIC insurance system. 
Uh, and they were talking about how you better get your money out of the bank because you it may not be yours uh, if you don't get it out before the bank crashes. So there's a whole bunch of things that in our lifetime we've never seen before. I mean, this was Great Depression-type stuff that most investors hadn't seen, and uh, it's scary. But eventually, we got out of it. And eventually, as long as you did the right things from an investment standpoint, a retirement plan, planning standpoint during that time and even before, you were okay. And in fact, some of you actually ended up in a better position uh, once we got out of it. Yeah, and depending on which indices you follow, uh, that 2008 crash we're talking about took about two years to recover. That 2020 crash we're talking about, about six months to recover. The other crash a lot of people remember, 2000, the dot-com bubble dot com bubble burst after a surge in internet investing in the 1990s S&P dropped nearly 50% at that time. Yeah, and this is coming off the heels of a huge run in the market. It wasn't nearly as long as what we saw in 2009 to 2020, but it was big. <laughs> so I started in the industry in 1998, uh, and I, I joined a firm out of eastern Iowa, and there were some old-timers there, people who have been advisors who have been doing this a long time. Uh, and I remember the emerging markets industry or the sector, emerging market sectors, uh, people were making over 100% profit in a year's wow. time on the emerging markets. So this isn't necessarily even the tech sector that that the the bubble was named after, the dot-com bubble. Uh, so there's a lot of things that were flying high and feel, people were feeling really good. And whenever we go through that type of time, uh, people forget that things can go really bad. And I remember talking with some of these uh, old-time advisors and even they were feeling really good and felt like things were flying high. And I know they had some of their some of their clients that over invested in some of these sectors. So 2000 happened, and uh, the, what we saw in 2000 it didn't end up being a, a horrible year because the market was only down 10 percent through that year. But what fouled was what made it really painful. I mean, there's three years in a row: 2000, 2001, 2002 that the market was down. So if you were trying to retire in 1999 when things were feeling really good and then we went through 2000, 2001, 2002, uh, a lot of people had to come out of retirement or really change their lifestyle. And uh, it's, it's a shame because they didn't necessarily have to, but it felt really bad because of the duration of that recession. Yeah, it took about seven years to recover. Another one that listeners will remember, 1987, the market plunged 25% on Black Monday. A lot of things going on there. Market decline, investor panic, the computerized trading model systems didn't do exactly what they were supposed to do because they were still pretty new. And a lot of people, uh, you know, remember when that happened. Yeah, and it's because of what we saw in 1987 that led to the development of the the circuit breakers in the market where there's three different levels of circuit breakers, which means that if the market goes down so far, they're going to halt trading. Uh, so what that means is if the market's down 7%, then it's going to stop for 15 minutes. It'll reopen after 15 minutes. If it goes down 13%, then it's going to stop for another 15 minutes after that time frame. then it's going to open back up. And if it goes down 20%, then it's going to shut down for the rest of the day. That's not what we saw in 1987, which is why it went down so fast. I mean, there's all those other factors that led to it, but because those circuit breakers weren't in place, it led to that substantial decline in a single day, which is not possible based on uh, today's 
trading regulations with the circuit breakers. And I think that's only happened a handful of times that they put those those halts on trading. It it has. It happened in 2020, um, and it, it happened in 2008 as well. It doesn't happen that often, but it does happen. And when it does happen, again, that makes headline news. Talking about recovery times and severities, the 1987 crash recovered in about two years. And of course, the most infamous stock market crash of all time triggered the Great Depression. The economy was kind of shrinking. There was investor panic. It all started in 1929, a plunge that bottomed out in 1932. 80% the stock market was down at its peak. Lauren, of course, no one can forget what that did to the economy. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely devastating. It was when, uh, I think there's a lot of terms that came from the Great Depression. Cold, hard cash, I believe, is one of those. Uh, where people were hiding it in their freezer. Uh, it was a point in time where cash wasn't really worth a lot because inflation was sky high. So you had people uh, in food lines uh, in, in, and people were burning cash, right? Because it was not very valuable from a, from a currency standpoint. So there's a lot of things that took place in, in the Great Depression that hopefully we never see again and we haven't seen since. Uh, there's a lot of regulation that's in place that wasn't in place back in the 19, uh, late 1920s to help prevent something uh, from that. The Fed has a lot more power and ability to influence the market uh, than what it did back in the late late 20s. So there's a lot, of, a lot of things in place. Hopefully we don't see that again. And we don't really necessarily plan for that from an overall planning standpoint. I mean, those doomsday type scenarios, if they happen, we have to adjust and we have to do the best we can. Um, but we plan for everything else and you should be planning for everything else because these are the things that we see on a consistent basis. Uh, the recessions, the bear markets, the corrections, they're all actually a really valuable thing for you if you if you put strategies in place to take advantage of it. And we don't let fear get in the way. Uh, fear doesn't make money. Fear doesn't allow you to profit over the long term, like wh how you should be able to in the stock market. So we have to be able to focus on the things that we can control and not focus on the things we can't control and not let, let a lot of the outside fear influencers really disrupt your decisions as you're trying to do the best you can with what you have. And we talk about the length of the recovery with those other crashes. We should mention that that took about 20 years for a recovery. But again, that's the anomaly. So these, these shorter uh, surges of volatility, that's kind of what we've been dealing with in modern times, Lauren. And if I'm somebody who's getting ready to retire, I've heard you say it, that you can still retire, but I'm having a little trouble wrapping my mind around it because what I'm wondering from you is, if are you saying that to people who aren't too heavily invested in the stock market, they've gone ahead and diversified their portfolio, they've taken the steps to work with a retirement planner and put together a plan. Are you saying that to all people, regardless of, of how you're invested? Well, it, it certainly takes a plan to retire in this type of environment. And you can have a lot of exposure to the stock market and still have a really good plan and a recession-resistant portfolio. One of the key features of being able to retire in this type of environment is to have a really well-structured income plan because that's what retirees need. You're going from a working world where you have the W-2 income and going to a world where now you have to produce your income. But if your portfolio is down 30%, you don't want to be selling those positions to produce lifestyle income. So you really need to make sure you have a recession-resistant recession, recession portfolio so you're not experiencing a 30% loss when the market's down by 30. Then you need to have a strategy in place to make sure that you have uh, the income coming from your portfolio where you're not selling positions that are uh, substantially down. Because if you sell positions when they're substantially down and you do that over and over and over, that's when you can really run out of money. It increases the speed of which your portfolio will run out. 
Okay, so you can see this if you're getting ready to retire, but just knowing that it's not all of your money that's down 30%, it's just that one piece that really, again, they talk about investors being rewarded. If you stay in, that's when that reward comes. Yeah, absolutely. You can have a piece of your portfolio that's down 30 or 40 or 50%. That's that's not a big deal at all. One of the things that you have to think about as you you make that transition to the, to the retirement world is you're not going to use all of your portfolio within a couple of years. So you can have a segment of your portfolio that is structured much differently. It can actually be 100% invested in stocks and the stock market be down by 50% and you can still maintain your lifestyle just as you had planned in retirement if you have the other segments of your portfolio that are invested more appropriately to deliver an income. So you, you have to segment out your portfolio, make sure that there's a, per, a specific purpose and intention around each one of those segments. And as long as you do that and you maintain that plan and you stick to your goals and the plan that's going to achieve those goals, you're going to be just fine in retirement. And this is what we t- talked with our families, talk with our families about all the time. When we devise their plan, this is the mindset that we take. Here's, here's where you're at. Here's why, where you want to go. Here's what it's going to take you to get there, regardless of what's going to happen in the economy, regardless of what's going to happen in the market. And when, we're our, when we are in the throes of a, a recession or a bear market like we are right now, that's okay. It's going to happen. And then here's some things that we can do to, to take advantage of it. You might be wondering, how can I construct my portfolio so it's recession resistant? Well, a great place to start is with a conversation. You can schedule a 15-minute complimentary retirement checkup call today at MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E Retire.com. So we just talked about investments today, but there is a lot to talk about when it comes to living out your retirement vision. We'll continue tackling those topics on this podcast. It's Retiring Today, and we thank you for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. We just wrapped up the worst half we just wrapped up the first, <laughs> the worst first half. Say that 10 times fast. Worst, worst <laughs> the first worst half. First worst half.